0: The scripture today comes from Matthew chapter 11, verses 16 through 19, and then verses 25 to 30. To what can I compare this generation? They are like children sitting in the marketplaces calling out to others, We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they said, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proved right by her actions. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these truths from the wise and the learned, and you have revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let me ask you, have you found life lately feeling harder than usual? You know, at first glance, you would think that being able to work from home, having your children around you, having a much lighter schedule because there's not an entire evening full of activities that you have to run around and try to catch, you would think that that would make life a lot easier. But what I'm hearing from people is that that has actually complicated life because what we're living with now is different. People are having to balance parenting skills and work skills in the same space. People are having to try to figure out how to have an online meeting with a child who's crying or upset about something or walking through the room behind you while you're in your online meeting. And with all of these things that are different, the anxiety level rises. People who have loved ones in nursing homes, in care homes, have had to figure out how to visit from a distance. How do you visit? Through FaceTime. Can I go to the window and knock on the window and speak through the window? Is that a possibility? That causes your anxiety level to rise because you're trying to care for your loved one, your parent or your spouse, and you can't get close to them. And what if you've had someone in the hospital and you can't be with them? Oh my goodness, that's certainly anxiety-producing. All of these things have come together to raise the anxiety level in our world and that's before all of the cultural issues that we've experienced in the last few weeks, dealing with cries for justice and cries to end racism. All of these things have produced high anxiety. My son has health insurance through a national health insurance provider. They serve millions and millions of people across the nation. They recently offered every one of their customers a free year's subscription to the app Calm. I don't know if you're familiar with the app. I use it. I love it. It has daily meditations. I don't pay a whole lot of attention to them. They seem to be a little secular in orientation. But it also has little exercise things that you can do. Oh, you've been sitting at your desk too long. Now get up and do this five minutes of exercise. And it has these wonderful soothing sounds. If you can't drop off to sleep, or in my case, if you wake up in the middle of the night and your mind is racing and you can't get back to sleep, I turn my Calm app on. I put on Garden Rain, and in just a few minutes, I've gone to sleep. But it told me a lot about the people across our nation and their anxiety level for an insurance provider to offer millions of people a free subscription to this app. They are trying to be proactive and help avoid some of the issues that come with high anxiety levels. The scripture that you've heard this morning is Jesus talking to and about people who have anxiety levels up to here. They're very anxious. They're so anxious that they can't settle down and listen to Jesus. He does one thing and they complain about it. He says one thing and they want exactly the opposite. And he's trying to tell them, calm down. Calm down and listen. But these are anxious people. Perhaps they're anxious Because Jesus is telling them something different. They've never heard anything like this before. What do you mean a new way to God? We've been walking the same path to God for thousands of years. And you come and tell us there's a different way? Perhaps they're skeptical because Jesus is challenging their comfortable, secure lives. Perhaps they're they're skeptical because they already live challenging lives. And what Jesus is offering them just seems too good to be true. What do you mean a God who loves us instead of seeks to punish us? I just can't believe that God would treat us like that. Perhaps the people listening to Jesus were just tired of religion in his day, there were more religious laws than there were days of the year, that people had to try to remember and had to try to live. And there was a whole group of people called the Pharisees who were very proud and bragged about the way that they they could keep all of the laws. And they strongly, strongly encouraged their brother and sister Jews to take on the yoke of the Torah, to carry the heavy weight of all of the multitude of commandments. We're talking about people who felt like the religious leaders were working against them. We're talking about people who experienced oppression when they didn't toe the religious line. We're talking about people who just, even if they really wanted a relationship with God, found it so wearying to try to work through all of the multitude of laws to develop that relationship. And then Jesus comes along and says, let me make it easy for you. Except that the symbol that he used, the yoke that he talked about, was a symbol of submission. And only the poorest of the poor and those who were slaves would ever actually put a yoke around their neck and across their shoulders and pull a burden with it. Anyone who had any measure of freedom, any measure of of financial ability, would never dream of putting a yoke on their own shoulders. They would have an animal to do that work. So Jesus comes and says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, and these people heard yoke a symbol of submission, I would never do that. I'm above that. He's not talking to me. I am not going to pay any attention to that. So Jesus had all of these people who were detracting from his message, who were ignoring his message, and what he was coming to say is, I'm offering a new way. I'm offering a new path into a relationship with God that is not as complicated, that doesn't seem as hard. I'm offering a new understanding of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is about love. God is a loving figure, not a tyrant. His kingdom is about love and mercy and grace. That's what I'm here to tell you. That's what Jesus was saying. And as he shared this with everyone, he then demonstrated it. He lived out the love of God by healing the sick, raising the dead, forgiving people of their sins, feeding the hungry. He lived all of these, He lived out the love of God by demonstrating it in all of these many, many ways, and people still turned away. I find it hard to believe, but they did. Now I want you to hear some of the same words you heard just a minute ago from the NIV from the message. This is verse these are verses 28 through 30. Jesus says, "Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest." Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. Have you ever heard anybody say to you, God never promised easy? I've heard that all my life. God never promised easy. It was often said when I was in a difficult time and someone felt like they were trying to encourage me, well, God never promised you easy. You know that that the faithful life is a life of difficulty. But you know, the words of Jesus that we've heard today demonstrate that God does promise easy. Not the easy that we might allow the world to define, but easy from the perspective of the Son of Man, the Son of God, who came to be our Savior. Jesus promised easy, but do you think that meant he promised ease and comfortable? No, that wasn't what he was promising. We are talking about the man who said... Foxes have dens, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. We're talking about the man who spent three years of his life, again, healing the sick, raising the dead, feeding the hungry, forgiving sins. And as soon as he stopped doing any kind of miraculous sign, any kind of symbol of greatness, anything that gave to the people listening, many of them walked away and didn't pay any attention to him at all. Folks, we are talking about the Son of God who gave up heaven. Did you hear what I said? He gave up heaven to come to earth, to be born in the Middle Eastern version of a barn, to grow up in poverty, the kind of poverty where he probably knew what it meant to literally wear a yoke himself, to do all of that, hoping to have a chance to say to the people of Israel, let me show you what the Father is all about. Let me show you a new way. Let me demonstrate to you how you draw close to the Father. No, he was not promising easy. He was the man who went to the Garden of Gethsemane and prayed so fervently that the the yoke of death would be lifted from his shoulders that his own blood mixed with his sweat and fell to the ground. He was the man who carried that yoke of death all the way to the cross, not for any crimes of his own, but for the sins and crimes against God that every living, breathing person has ever committed, including you and me. So Jesus wasn't promising easy. Let's take just a minute and consider what he was promising. He promised rest. Rest, I think, means rest from the weariness of the fear of never being good enough for God. Rest from the weariness that sin brings to our lives when we believe that we have sinned so badly that there's nothing God can do to spare us or save us, that our sin is just too overwhelming even for God. He promised rest from the fear of eternal death because He knew that if we would come to Him in faith, the Father would take that fear away from us, and we wouldn't have to live like that. He promised the rest that means that we truly believe that God's got this, that He's always had it, and that all we have to do is turn to Him in faith and trust that he's got this. After all, God demonstrated that he's got this when he lifted Jesus out of the grave, out of death, on that very first Easter Sunday morning. So that's the rest Jesus is offering. It doesn't mean we're going to curl up and take a nice Sunday afternoon nap. It means that we can rest from our fears that we will never earn heaven. The truth of the matter is there's nothing we can ever do to earn heaven. Faith is what gets us the gift of heaven from the gracious God in heaven. So we rest from the fears and the anxiety and the stress that comes from thinking that we'll never be good enough from God. Now Jesus also promised easy, an easy yoke and a light burden. Again, that doesn't mean he was promising ease and comfort and security. What it means is that he has walked this earth and he knows the challenges that we face and that he will come alongside us and help us bear whatever burden we have to bear. If you think about the yoke, you can have a single yoke that fits over one neck and shoulders of one person or one animal, or you can have a double yoke that fits over the neck and shoulders of two who work in partnership. Jesus was telling us that his yoke was easy because it's a double yoke. We carry a portion, but he carries the heavier portion. He carries the heavier burden. He pulls with us. He is with us through all that we do. Jesus carried the heaviest burden of all, all by himself, when he died on the cross. And his assurance that he has an easy yoke and a light burden is his way of saying, you don't have to carry that burden anymore. I've done that job for you. I am good. Jesus promised us abundant life, joy. He promised us peace. All of these things come when we lay down our burdens and let him pick them up and help us carry them. Are you walking around with the weight of the world on your shoulders? Let me encourage you to allow Jesus to take that weight off your shoulders and put it on his own shoulders, because he will do that. Are you living in anxiety, out of fear, because of all of these things that are happening? Yes, Jesus understands that. Let him walk beside you and carry that burden with you. I want to encourage you to do something this week. I want to encourage you to consider what burdens you're carrying. I want to encourage you to ask God in your prayer time if you are carrying worldly burdens that you don't need to carry. I want you to think about whether you have truly taken on the yoke that Jesus offers so that he is yoked with you and is a part of carrying your burdens with you. And if, as you pray through this and you consider this, you discover that you're carrying the world on your shoulders, you're not experiencing the abundant life promised by Christ, you're not experiencing the joy and the peace that he promised, I want to encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit to show you ways that you can lay your burden down and let Christ come alongside you more frequently, more often, and carry your burden with you. If you will do that, you will find the rest that he promised You will find that the yoke is easy. You will find that the burden is light. I pray that you will be able to do that in the coming week so that your anxiety lessens, you feel more of the joy of a relationship with Jesus, and then you can share the good news that that is what Jesus has done with you and scatter the joy of knowing Jesus with everyone that you meet. I ask you to do that in the coming week. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.